morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Down by Law with your host, Daryl A. Gray. We are here on the beautiful campus of Xavier University of Mid-City, New Orleans, in the brand new, wonderful studios of WBOK, 1230 AM. Uh, this is a FUBU kind of situation for us, by us, on a historical uh, black college campus historical black radio station that's fair to say Lee historical black radio station which is a wonderful thing we got to keep our institutions alive Uh, you know we've had a very long and arduous journey to the current state of black America black culture Um, the world's getting smaller we're getting uh, smarter more educated closer to being where we need to be, but we still have have to make a extraordinary push to the finish line. Uh, you can never give up. You got to keep digging. You know, I, I, I read a lot of self help books, and one of the books that I read is uh, I think is I think this was in Rich Dad Poor Dad. I think in Grow Rich, one of those uh, books. But you know, you got to keep digging until you get to the to the promised land. You don't want to stop two feet short of where you're trying to go. Just for just based on, you know, frustration and being tired. Um, we're going to have a great show today, guys. We're talking to the one, the only Mr. Oliver Thomas, OT. OT, listen, bro. Let me tell you, I was thinking, right? I said, dang. I said, who is OT, right? Let me let me try to figure out in my mind who OT is. <laughs> oh, wow. I said, you know, folk hero, icon. You're an actor, you're an activist, radio host, all-around good guy. You know, I like to say this, nationally known, locally loved and respected. But I think most importantly, you're the people's champ. I think that fits. That's the the one I said I would go with, the people's champ. Oh, wow. Hey, man, first of all, I'm humbled. Uh, I want to thank you, uh, uh, Attorney Gray, and your entire team here. Uh, Thank you for the effort and the partnership here with Equity Media and WBOK to – educate our community uh, on the law. You know, the law so often has been applied to us (laughs) and against us. And to have great young legal minds like yourselves uh, uh, working with our community so uh, to teach us how we need to know the law and make sure that it works for us is a blessing, man. It's an honor to be here. You got me blushing, man. Oh, man, look. (laughs) Look, I always say this about you, man. You, you, you are the same person every time I see you. You're just a great guy, and I appreciate everything you do for the community. Um, New Orleans needs you. You know, has needed you for a long time. So, it's great to have you here today. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. Yes, looking uh, forward to it, man. You, you know, we we talk about the law um, as it relates to the everyday struggles that we deal with, mm-hmm. and one of the things I really want us to kind of work through is economic development and. In the Lower Ninth Ward in New Orleans East, so much opportunity. Yeah, uh, you know th- that was one of the reasons why uh, I made this effort, uh, and I decided to run for public office again. First, the direction of the community that I come from and I live in, and uh, I'll never forget the uh, Times Picayune say side article in 1979: "The East Blacks on the Move Up." Hmm. That was the the headline, and today. Uh, to see the East be number one in crime, number one in murder, number one in dumping, uh, number one in dis- disparity. The disparity gap is growing. And so many of the early settlers 
made that investment, our parents, our forefathers and mothers made that investment to stabilize our community socially and economically. So uh, the, the, the challenges, but also look at it as an opportunity. Right. And, and you, you got to know the job and you got to ha- got to have respect and you got to be willing to fight for that community. And uh, that's what I'm willing to do. That's what I want to do. You know, we, I want to talk about some of the ills that the East face faces, but I also want to like talk about some of the positive attributes mm-hmm. of the, of the area, because I mean, so much black home ownership in the area, you know? Um, and like you said, Back in the back in the day, the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, you had a very viable right. community uh, for economically mobile, upperly mobile black people. You know, right. middle class and, and, and upper middle class and upper middle class. Right. And you still have, you know, I own property in the east. You still have amazing properties. Like you can go to you, that's the only place in New Orleans you can get a yard like that's that's substantial. Uh, there, there are, uh, we were talking about that uh, with some folks. The last several weeks, and a, t- a topic always comes up. As a matter of fact, I was walking on McKendall Estates and talking to a friend and his wife. Their house, any place else, would be worth a million dollars. Right. E- <laughs> easy, without e- question. <laughs> easy, right? Uh, I was in Eastover. Uh, I had a, had a function in Eastover where uh, almost 90 people came out. Some of the houses there would be worth two, one, have two million dollars. Easy. And uh, the value of what folk, the investment they made, and, and the value in terms of square foot and what it should be, have not kept pace with the with, with the rest of the area. And that's not, not only not right, it's not fair. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not fair to the generations that come behind those early investors. Right. And uh, we definitely want to deal with that. But the, the, there's so many different uh, assets in the East, man. Man, the East is, uh, you know, I'm an optimist by nature. Uh, for good or bad, I, I, I struggle with that sometimes. But when you have an opportunity, when you, I, I consider it to be a blank slate with uh, attributes and uh, characteristics that can allow you to quickly move the area to a booming economic development. Because I look at it similarly from a, a global, and we got a caller, we'll take Mr. Mm-hmm. Need in a second. Yeah. From a global perspective, I, I look at Africa like it's the last economic frontier. You know the 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 development opportunities that are in Africa, especially for us, but we you know that's a conversation for a different show, uh, are wide ranging. And I I look at the East in a similar vein because New Orleans is has finite land availability because it's surrounded by water. Uh, most areas are developed, mm-hmm. and you know they are very very pricey. But New Orleans East is ripe for us to jump in and, and make something of our I think that's community. a perfect uh, uh, analogy. Uh, Africa is, of course, the largest con- con- continent, especially our descendants. Uh, right. Uh, it has uh, minerals that this world cannot survive uh, <laughs> without the most precious minerals in abundance are found right. in Africa. Well, New Orleans East has some of the most precious minerals in this region, and, and that is those uh, – Black folk who've invested in those twenty six subdivisions and lake this state that uh, nine and a half miles of waterway, the largest Man. national wildlife refuge in America with uh, three hundred and forty different bird species, five miles of beach line coastline, uh, uh, and Wakanda, and and, and <laughs> it's the largest African American municipal district in the state in the region. That's insane, and not represented by us. That's insane. And and 
and in many cases colonized and the resources are taken out, out. of that community, you not can't, like, put back in that community. So the, the analogy you made is actually a, a good one. I've, I've thought about it. Miss Anita, how you doing? <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Also, how you doing? Uh, doing fine. Good, good morning, morning to you. Bless you. Also, when I think about OT, I think about instead of awesomely, I think about awesomely talented. Thank you. I met you several times, and I, I don't know if I should mention the, the bank, but you always take time to talk. Mm. I know you're being a hurry, you're busy, busy, but you always, that's what I admire about you. You always stop and talk. Oh, and it's always something spiritual, too. But, but, you, but thank you. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel that I, people... Uh, I've been to several churches yeah. um, yes. when you were dead, yeah. folks. But I love you for that. And I and I met you, like, going in, in the bank. And I told you, I don't know if you remember this. You uh, you just came back to New Orleans. I said, you're going to make it big. I said, you're going to come <laughs> back. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Anita. Well, and, 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 yeah. I, and, and, and you're back. And I thank God for you. Well, I, I thank God for you. If people think enough of you to take time, uh, That's right. then, then I think the best we can do is share a moment. Thank you, Miss Anita. With them. Thank you, Miss Anita. Always. Man, that's, that's the honor. And uh, what did Confucius say? It's that the blessing is uh, 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 knowing men and women. Man, OT is not, on not the, having them know you. OT is on the radio quoting Confucius. <laughs> Say, bro, let me tell you, I was talking to my wife this morning. She yeah. abs- she absolutely loves you. She said, man, Oliver Thomas is my guy. She's, I mean, she's natural New Orleans and yada, yada, yada. She goes off with all this stuff. And I said, I mean, it's a, it's amazing. I've never heard anybody say a cross word about you. Well, I'm in a campaign right now. If you would listen to uh, <laughs> if you would look, uh, I'm like. Ooh, my goodness, man. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, being back in politics, I made this decision. I knew what it would be like. Uh, 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 people use whatever they can against you, and I understand that. But at some point, hopefully, we'll come together in this community to lift New Orleans up. We have too much going for us right? Uh, to always be struggling and surviving. Uh, I would, you know, survival is good. We know how to do that. You know, we're survival kingdom of the world. Right. You know, but I would hope that we would get to a point where we can sigh and uh, and uh, and just live one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's a tough day, but it's gonna be okay, uh, right? Uh, it's, but, it's gonna be okay. It, before you walked in, I was just saying something <laughs> along that same line. Like we we we've done so much, we've struggled so much. Like we have to continue. We're almost there. I feel like I'm I'm very encouraged about the opportunities for uh, for Black America, Black New Orleans. Um, in particular, because this is such a vibrant place to live, and it's it's such a, a now time for New Orleans. New Orleans is, you know, things are coming online that that we didn't have before Katrina in in the last twenty or thirty years, and the global appreciation for New Orleans is is at its all time high, I think, as well. So, you know, it's, it's definitely opportunity and a time for people who who have the best interest of us. Well, well, you know, uh, if someone says. You know, uh, it, it, how much worse can it get? Uh, and as my father uh, reminded my brother and I, driving through our community one day, we were going uh, playing ball at the Desire Community Center. So we were going from the lower line back of Florida to the community center where Buck always opened up the gym. And since I played basketball in college and my younger brother was coming with us, uh, we 
would, would compete and have our games. And we was, as we were driving to the neighborhood, and this is when drugs and, you know, kind of some of the direction started going the wrong way. He said, what did you see? And, you know, we saw, said we saw poverty and poor people. And my father said, well, if you want to make a difference, uh, uh, what you should see is opportunity. Hmm. And as I look at our community, I see opportunities. But think about it. Other folk can come to our community, and it's disrepair, and it's dismay, uh, and it's neglect, and it's blight, and strike their riches or make their mark. Why can't we? Especially if we could look at it and say, hey, man, there's opportunity here to make it better. So if, if other people who are not from our community can come in and take advantage of it, then I think what the younger generation is doing now, young folk like you and others and even some elders, what they're saying is that, man, you know, we don't need to abandon our neighborhood uh, to find our paradise. No. Or to create our treasure. And I think that movement, you know, I'd like to help speed up that movement, but I think that movement is is on the way. Well, it takes a, it takes a, the, the, like right now, I think we have to have people who can understand and bridge the gap mm-hmm. between the uh, old guard and the, the new, no uh, the younger folks who are, who are like just deeply in innovation because, you know, we can't, we can't fall behind from an innovative standpoint. We have to find mm-hmm. places to, to uh, create that, that, that paradise. And, you know, I'm always about economic development first because I know in, in, America money talks and the other stuff walks. You know what I mean? You have to have economic power to have a voice. Well, and I mean, you know, keeping it real there on on your show, Attorney Gray, is that uh, this air of dependence that's been created for us, at some point that cycle has to be broken. Uh, We don't need anybody giving us anything but an opportunity. Creating an environment that's fair, uh, where we can can keep our own now, because that that you know we we walk we you know we talk about what we want to get yeah one of the problems for Black America ain't what we want to get it's keeping keeping it it's, it's keep look 150 years Scott Anderson has said we've actually in terms of per capita wealth we've lost in terms of home ownership we've lost so in terms of uh, uh we and I always tell folk you know people uh, tout. Uh, uh, and we celebrate black women and all their splendor for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I spoke at a women's event not too long ago, and they were talking about women, our black women, with startup in terms of entrepreneurs and business. Well, I don't just want to celebrate startup. I want to celebrate stay up. Man. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, so what, what we're not saying is that black women and black entrepreneurs, they, they're, yeah, they're leading the way in startup, but six months later, they're not able to stay up. Where are the resources to help them stay up? So we buy into these trends and myths, and then we look up and we say, "Wow, we've lost ground." Right, right, and that's 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 amazing. To you have to you have to dig deep and analyze the situation. Like we can't, you can't get too fully invested in what everybody else is doing. You have to see the landscape around you, mm-hmm. and you have to like like BTW said, you have to put down. Was it W E B the boys? You have to put your put your buckets down where you are to a certain degree. And like one of the things, especially when it comes to the East is the circulation of the black dollar. Like if you have all of these, um, this, you still have a strong black middle class in New Orleans East. 
if these people are going out working jobs and earning income and they don't have anywhere to uh, spend their money in their community, that's a huge problem for us. Well, well, what was better representation of that than the lower ninth ward, the highest concentration of African-American homeowners with with distinct boundaries of any place in America at one time? Man, that is insane. Over 61%. It was self-contained. You, you you never had to leave that community to go to work, to do business, to shop, one time to go to the movie, to go to black-owned uh, stores, gas stations. Right. So, and that's why I keep talking, you know, we keep talking about, you know, what we're going to get. But, you know, had we not lost ground there, African-Americans own those gas stations, own mm-hmm. those stores, own those soup, the, um, uh, a pharmacy, you know. So we, we had ownership there at one time. Look at it now. And then New Orleans East uh, is is the largest African American district, the highest concentration of African American middle class and upper earners. Within those subdivisions in New Orleans East are some of the wealthiest African Americans in the region, not just the state. So, so <laughs> and 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 not represented by us, and so uh, and so poorly underserved. Like it's, you know, and again. The, let's talk about let's talk about the solutions to this problem. Let's, that's why I said earlier, like you, you know, you you like to see a blank slate, but in this particular instance, we have so many attributes that we could supercharge and hypercharge our you know economic change in the in the region. Like right. you just said it, like this is the greatest concentration in the region. What do we do to take these tools and make it better for? the next three or four generations. Well, the first thing that has to happen is we have to stabilize uh, the, the loss. Loss in independent, middle-class, working-class, upper-class population. Stabilize that. And you have to stabilize in terms of mitigate the fact that they're losing value on their property. Right. Those two things have to happen immediately. Greatest wealth builder in America is home ownership. Home, and the, and, and home. the political class has to map the area and resource the area to stop both to stop the outward migration, and to stop the, the, the domino effect in terms of th- those investors losing value on their property. If you can't do that, you can't do anything. And, well, along with making sure it's safe. Metropolitan Crime Commission, New Orleans East, number one in murder, number one in half of the shootings in the city happen in the most prominent African-American district in the state. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the lower ninth ward uh, with Tankofa and by Bienvenue, we used to call it call it back of Florida Avenue. Yeah, when I was kids, you're talking about uh, potential for a sustainable community with solar and wind and living off the land. So much potential there. Now, it, look, when things get real bad, we leave, get pushed out, and what happens afterwards? People come. Yeah, it's, it's wide open. So, so, so folk, so for folk to think the East isn't uh, uh, in play, then you you haven't seen what happened in urban communities throughout Across, America. Like, yeah, you're not a history student. It, I mean, it, there's nothing else in play realistically. Like, you can't, you know, like you like you said earlier, the home values are stunted by the lack of resources and economic development and, and the crime that you know that quote unquote plagues the area. But you can't develop. You can't develop. Or have the same economic economic opportunity anywhere else in the city. So we have to figure out like what do we what do we do right now to over the next decade to change and take advantage of owning homes, 
like if you like if you own a home right now in the east and it's worth four hundred thousand dollars and some things change and the property values go up and you know if, if it was following the, the trends even just in this city Correct. you might you may add another twenty thirty thousand dollars to your home value or and more or more and bingo that changes that changes your life and your, changes your, your, your opportunities and your kids life exactly we got two callers let's take a couple of them um this is down by law again you guys we have oliver thomas ot on the radio with us today 504-582-9422 uh miss cheryl how you doing good morning good morning miss cheryl good morning miss cheryl I think we lost her, Lee. User error, Lee. Uh, Miss Deborah, how you doing? Good morning. Yes. Good, good morning, morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Miss Deborah. Yes, Mr. Thomas. Yes, I just need to give you a shout out, and I believe and wish you the best. Thank you. I can't vote for you because I'm in uh, Algiers. However, let me give you this short story. After Katrina, you came to Dallas. I believe it was North Dallas. Yes. And you came out, I don't know who else was with you, but uh, myself and another nurse from the VA, we were displaced. I was there for six months. You came to tell us about what was happening in the city of New Orleans and that be mindful of people coming to town trying to take your properties for little or nothing. You told us, you said... You make sure if you are selling your homes or giving them up, make sure they pay you what's worth for your mama and them and your mama and mama That's and your mama and mama and mama and them Correct. history. I don't know if you recall it, but I do. Yes, the meeting was at a community I got lost coming back from the meeting. That's because I wasn't familiar with the area. But I was so appreciative that you took the time to come and talk to people that were displaced to tell us what was happening in the city because we didn't get back. I couldn't get back for six months, and it really depressed me. But when you came there to tell us basically some of the things that were happening and to be careful and to be mindful, that has stuck with me every time. But this is my first time I'm able to get a call in to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I wish you the best. I believe you're going to make a great difference for New Orleans East. God bless you. Thank you, Ms. Deborah. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember that, uh, uh, Attorney Gray. Uh, it was at a community college in Dallas. Uh, I thought it was important that uh, I went all over, man, uh, Jackson, uh, Baton Rouge, Dallas, Houston, wherever our people were, to, to uh, inform them on, on what was going on, but not what was going on, what was going to go right, right. on. And we've seen it now. Uh, one of the best ways to uh, uh, displace a community is first of all to make sure that they're not represented. Then secondly, to make sure that policies are not put in place to protect the interests of the folk who are there. Hmm. And uh, what's the, the the number one way to get the land? Misinformation. And, and, and get the get, once they're not making any new land. No, it's finite, especially here. It's especially here. So once you can access their property. Uh, once you can get access, especially cheap. Yeah, that's 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 where you make your profits. It that's where you make your profit. Have you seen Have you seen what they have done on Ferret Street? Absolutely. Do you, I mean obviously you recall what Ferret was? Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, uh, right before Katrina, and well, left. Uh, I 
I started some zoning overlays uh, years ago that actually impacted Lower St. Charles Corridor, uh, the Lower Guard District Renaissance Plan. Yeah, uh, working with Mark Boreal to get the Camp Street ramp down to remap what was the, the dive bars and day stays, and right? Soup kitchens and you, it, the power is in the legislature. We have a strong mayor, strong council form of government when it acts like that. Right. When you know the charter, the, the city council, man, in terms of land use and budgeting, uh, could be a beast if they want to impact an area for the people who are there. There. They can make some immediate changes almost. Or you could. Or block everything. Or you could impact it for, for the people who are coming there man listen <laughs> you know having having a firm grasp you know it's just like you talked about with the law and you know politics is is built upon the law that's mm-hmm. that's that's the that's that's the law of the land that's how a nation is is governed so having a firm grasp and a keen understanding as to the tools that are available for to help people Especially, you know, when you start talking about economic development, because it's, this is America, it's that's the most important thing you can do. Just having a, having a, a, a keen understanding of that, just you know, that's leaps and bounds ahead of where you need to be. That's why you got to have somebody who's who's there championing um, what people need in, in in a certain area. And I, I like I, you know, with Ferret, I've seen the economic development and how it changed, and people, you know, I know people that own property on Ferret that. Families own property, like you said, dive bars and all of this stuff for decades. And now they have properties worth two and three million dollars. Just about. Man, look, uh, investments and who's investing. How do you, how do you, uh, protect an area? Uh, how you zone it? How you land use it with the CZO and the master planning? Uh, how you budget, uh, resourcing? How you stabilize the housing uh, population? How, how do people have access to funds? Uh, all those things, uh, matter. Uh, when you're when you're talking about uh, planning, uh, stabilizing, especially for for current or future investment, uh, it's a, it's a process, man. Uh, it, it's a system. Too often we look up in historical African American communities, and 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 we look up and we say, "Oh wow, what happened?" Right. Well, the the, the business of capitalism. That's where we are. <laughs> That's who we are. And, and for better or for worse. And 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 the process. Happened. We just weren't part of the process. We didn't know the process, and we didn't have leaders who understood the process. Right. You know, I've heard you. I've heard you speak about the um, difference, comparing and contrasting, like the downtown development mm-hmm. and the uh, medical district redevelopment, mm-hmm. uh, and what what would be needed in the east. Like let's like how let's unpack that. How do how do we use the tax incentives? I know we got. I don't even know if people know that there's opportunity zones in the east. Man, State and federal funds, right? It, man, it's it's look. First, first of all, you have some great leaders in New Orleans East, like Eno Alicia Plummer, Don Abair, uh, many great men and women who've uh, fought in that area. Many of my family members who who've asked for years, why haven't we used the incentive tools and packages we've used downtown and on the riverfront? Uh, why haven't we used those in the east? Chicago has over 200 taxing incentive districts. Uh, <laughs> New York City and other successful cities have hundreds of areas where they incentivize growth and development. The Biomedical Research Center downtown, uh, I did the ordinance to help do the, uh, to match the state ordinance, which created that. 
uh, the, the tax against uh, the TIF for the uh, for Walmart and, and River Gardens. The 43 acres that's being developed right now with the convention center where the city is going to invest in the infrastructure and use public money for the hotel and to redevelop that area. Why not a uh, incentive district or research district around New Orleans East yeah. Hospital that focuses on chronic African-American illness <laughs> where you partner with Xavier and Dillard and Southern University? Uh, why not a space-related incentive district that where you map Mishu uh, and the Space Center and NASA out there that creates opportunities for folk uh, like Frank Upta uh, uh, or Dr. Mackey for science. And STEM. Where you, so STEM, where you incentivize it, the investment there for partnership with African-American invest, investors. Uh, why, 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 why not use the town center concept that, that's used in urban development around America, the town center concept, why hasn't the council used that? Well, like we've used it downtown, town, Reed and Lake Forest, where in those four different uh, uh, parts of the X, what do you have? Uh, you have Joe Brown Park Joe Brown and Park, Nature Park. New Orleans East You have Hospital. the high rise and access to the interstate. You have uh, hundreds of acres of developable property in Lake Forest, and you have a hospital. That's the town center. That's a win. That's, that's a, ooh, you you give a community that to st- that's what I'm saying to, to start, to start with, with like the 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 assets and the the assets and the attributes you have to start with it's a no brainer. But if you don't know, or, or if you don't you don't have somebody champion, if you got another plan, <laughs> what's the other plan? Well, just to well, if if we could lose cent- cent- uh, 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 historical urban corridors. If 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 gentrification and investment in areas that were blighted but are now booming, uh, you know, let me tell you, people are crazy if they think folk are, are not gonna go to the east. Why wouldn't Why like wouldn't it? they? There's land there. <laughs> go go all over them their hills. There's waterways there. There's the largest over there. There high rise. There's the largest <laughs> national wildlife refuge in America. By you survive, man. Indian burial ground. That means that that's always going to be there, and you tie that into economic and uh, property development. It's just, I mean, it. it I mean, it, it makes zero. I, I don't have any. I don't understand it. Well, once, it once done. you get frustrated, it's very hard to to, to 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 think clearly and plan. Once you get frustrated, when you get frustrated, a couple of things you want to do: you want to quit, you want to get out, you want to leave. Right. Right. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to be out here no more. Like, if you if you know that you make a certain like, think of, I don't, I, I can't count on one on one hand, all of my fingers and all of my toes, how many black professionals live in New Orleans East. These are people who are making money. So you ask yourself the question when you're raising your kids: Why do I want to stay out here where there's no, you know, you go you go to, um, you go uptown or you go. On, even on the West Bank, which is culturally not as strong and economically not as strong, in my opinion, for certain communities as the East, the property values are even lower over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have everything right there at their fingertips. You go down Manhattan Boulevard, there's everything there. Why not the East? Like, why why do you have these, these upperly mobile black people and they don't have any economic development in their area, their neighborhood? Do you know while you're sleeping, there are people planning? <laughs> not the next day, the next decade, right? The wait, next yeah. century. 
where is the most available land in this city and in this region now? It's in New Orleans East and the Lord Ninth Ward. And you know the crazy thing, and I want to talk about this a little bit more in detail. You have this huge, I don't know if people know about this, this huge port project and development that's coming online. And with that kind of the ancillary services and businesses that come with a port development is, and you're talking about global, this is global business right here in New Orleans. New Orleans East and the Lord Nine Wall, nine and a half miles of waterway. I mean, <laughs> listen, the opportunities to, and, and that raises the value of everything around there, right? Like if you bring on, and then, you know, not to mention, I, and I want to talk about this because we, we mentioned uh, Dr. Mackey. Mm-hmm. You start talking about STEM, and you start talking about uh, how you tied it into the global economy for the next Correct. 20 years. You start talking about manufacturing through the STEM, through STEM um, educations and jobs. Those are high-paying jobs. But, but why? Just think if New Orleans East uh, uh, was the uh, tech capital uh, for black folk. But Dr. Mackey and people like Frank Gupta and many other of our scientists in technology uh, were able to establish themselves around NASA, around uh, NASA, around those waterways, and around that hospital in science and research and development. Would you, uh, uh, we'd have to put up a wall to protect us. Wakanda. The, 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 that is absolutely correct. And it's, it's completely and totally viable from a cultural standpoint, but more importantly from an economic standpoint. There's a who's who. Some of the most advanced, prominent, uh, important from culturally to, to academics to business. New Orleans East is, is, a, is a literal who's who of African Americans who live, who live out there. I 100%. It's a who's who for now. <laughs> for now. Ring the law. It, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a who's who for now. They, look, in, in the next several years, it ain't going to be about go west, young man. Right. The West is coming south. You know that people, companies from California moving to Texas like on rapid pace. Well, I mean, the Drew Brees is Kernan West is a Colorado company. <laughs> That's Colorado. Uh, you don't. You, them people aren't just planning for today. No, that ain't just about aquaponics. And, no, and absolutely urban not. farming. That's about the land. <laughs> the land. Boy, boy, boy. I hope. Look, I hope. I hope people are listening because, you know, the, think about this, Ot, uh, Ted Turner, some of the richest people in the world, they spend their money on buying millions of acres of land, blighted, abandoned. They don't give up. Neglected. Hoop. They just want it because they see it. Ten, twenty, thirty. They see it for their. For their ancestors, right? To they come, they want to be on the wall of some insane mansion, city, state the, operating the, independent. Hey, man, look, look. There, uh, the, the best way to prepare a community is to make sure it's crime ridden. Uh, to make sure that it's uh, run down. To make sure that there's blight and dumping. Uh, to make sure that there's speculation about its future. And then once you create that level of instability, in, in, well, you took the word out of my mouth, and to make sure that it has the type of representation uh, 
that uh, keeps it unstable. Right. And, and once you do that, the the two and a half percent, the folk who forecast out, uh, the folk who engineer and socially re-engineer, uh, and the new uh, billionaires and trillionaires. Once you do that, uh, you 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 blaze a trail and a path for them to come. Right. You know what the lady didn't say, uh, who called when I spoke in Dallas was uh, we're also going around. I was on that uh, that committee that uh, uh, was looking at creating green dots in certain communities where we lived, so that we couldn't come back after Katrina. They were going to say, "No, we're not going to bring back this part of the." You're going to make it a green we're not space. Not going to bring that. Not. Not yet. Make it a green space for the future. For the for the future, right? Uh, and of course, myself, Barbara Major, Matt Contrell, and many other community people fought against and stopped that. So, when when we have situations like that, and that's a that's a foregone conclusion in my mind. In terms, this is the that's the let's put it like this. Let's lay it plain. That's the American way. Like that's the American way. That's how that's how that's how we do business in America. The majority business uh, population that has control of all all the resources and money. That's how they do business. So what do we do as homeowners in the East? You know, I'm 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 in the East and I'm I'm married and I got two kids, white picket fence, that whole thing, right? What do I do to survive and thrive in that kind of environment. Well, the, Dr. Klein calls it disaster capitalism in a book, The Shock Doctrine now. and Chuck Perkins is a, a and I'm both students of that. He, he used that book when he was doing the show, Here's the Chuck Wagon. Uh, disaster capitalism means that there are forces that make sure uh, there's a war, uh, 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 a disaster, uh, crime, or something bad that happens so that you can take advantage right. of those things that are bad to make money and create more train a million opportunity. The main thing is uh, to, there has to be a collective where folk understand uh, to fight for public safety first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see these signs on social media that people post new Orleans East enter at your own risk. Uh, we see now the metropolitan crime commission report that says that half of the uh, uh, murder that happens in the city now happens in new Orleans East. More than half of the, the, the crime, shooting, the carjackings, uh, that dims your spirit. It makes right. you, you want to leave. Uh, what community groups have to do, and this is—I used to advise a lot of neighborhood groups when I, when I came, first came back—and that stop asking for everything at once. When you negotiate with public officials, I think the mistake that uh, uh, frustrated people do is they put everything on the table. I want the pothole fixed. I want the blighted house moved. I want the, the street landscape. I want the trash picked up. I want the, the lights up. I want this and that. And so when you put everything on the list for a politician, first of all, they ain't done nothing at all yet. Mm-hmm. And you got 10 things on the list. Let's start with one. Yeah, eat the elephant one bite at a time. One bite. And once they clear the one, let's move to the next one. Right. right. You know, and, and I think that has to be the new the, the, uh, community people and people who live in an area start having having develop their own process they got to get to know each other they have to become allies also right and and they have to have some level of thought leadership that's thinking about what was what is and what needs to be but but the main thing is 
maintain and keep your property until there's a until there's an offer made that nobody would refuse. Right. Godfather offer. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the thing about that, I, I feel like, and then it's, it's really the only way to sustain a complete march toward, uh, uh, economic stability in their area. You have to, like you said, you got to take it once. Let's, let's first deal with the crime cause Hey, urban development, uh, urban revitalization, whatever is termed based upon the area that always takes place from a, from the lowest point for their community. Right. Like when you got crimes at all time, high property values are down. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are no jobs in the area, you know, no, you know, food deserts, all of this, all these different things that you said, like that you just talked about that really discourages people. I want to leave. I don't want to be in, in this environment. Guess what? Like you, like you said, we just talked about it. Somebody's looking at that as an opportunity. You need to do the same thing. If you can make a, a major investment in St. Bernard, where not that many people live, so if if an investor and a business person can say, "I'm going to, I'm going to put this restaurant, I'm going to put this store, I'm going to put this business in St. Bernard," and, and you're like, "Well, but but ain't nobody there." And you say, but over here in New Orleans East, we have 75,000 people, some of the highest middle and upper income earners. They're here. And you say, well, no, I'm not going. I'm going here. Uh-uh. Now, come on. How do you make that choice? You heard of collusion before, right? Man, this man here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you, you, you know, you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I know you have. I mean, for us, it makes sense, but we got to make sure that people understand. Yeah. And think about this: you said Saint Bernard. That's where that port development is going on, right? That's a, across the bridge from. They've already invested uh, twenty to thirty million in just the studies. <laughs> it's, 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 it's marching. It's marching. And uh, again, you know, these we are the kind. We back in. We back on it, like. From an economic standpoint, we want our bread. We want our bread. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Today, right now. <laughs> Look, let me ask you this. What's going on with this Six, pra- Six Flags project? Uh, it's uh, uh, We know that uh, a deal was struck with the uh, uh, Breeze, uh, Kern and West team uh, for another location. Uh, we know that the Six Flags uh, team uh, is in negotiations. Uh, the Bayou Phoenix team is in negotiation with the mayor for uh, the Six Flags site. Uh, so it's, uh, what's the, uh, to be announced? Uh, hmm. uh, I think it's something that we track. We, uh, kudos to hopefully we can do both. I think, but the future now is, uh, you know, uh, the, the negotiations, uh, you know, it, it, the level of support. Uh, where does it go from here? Because how many times have we announced projects? Right. That did come to a fruition. <laughs> that, how long have we been waiting for Lincoln Beach? <laughs> 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 you remember Lincoln Beach? <laughs> how, 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 how long have we been waiting for the uh, six for six, six flat? Uh, how, that's, uh, that's how long? A, and that's all a distraction. Not too. long. <laughs> that's, all, that's all a distraction too. We need some I mean, more every election year. There's going to be uh, ribbon cuttings and announcements <laughs> for stuff that don't happen. <laughs> we just hope it happens. What you, what would you like to see with, with happen with that site? 
the the community out there has been consistent, man. Shout out to Tangy Wall and the uh, New Orleans East Matters group uh, uh, again. Uh, uh, the, the the pioneers out there, so many of them, man. Miss Plummer, uh, Don Abair, uh the Richard family, and others who fought for years and consistently. Folk have said that they've wanted something family related mm-hmm. there. Families in the East need that. We have Joe Brown Park, but they have an amusement uh, technology center. They're partnering with Dr. Mackey, the STEM. Uh, I definitely, definitely want to see that. But I, I would also uh, like to see something, man. I, I like the fact that they want to do a sports complex. It's a big business now. It's in huge. It's private it, teams, traveling, traveling soccer, com- and baseball, yeah. and basketball. It is big business business right now like huge like it's you know it's that's a, a billion economic, dollar economic industry throughout this country so uh as a matter of fact uh our senior advisor to the president cedric richmond was one of the first f- folk who envisioned that sports complex out there years ago that would accommodate traveling teams uh that would accommodate uh, this hope this growth and uh in in in, in like kind of like private sports for youth and stuff right. like that and so I'd love to see that happen along with the research center, along with to some level of, of amusement park. And then uh, uh, transfer logistics uh, station out there. Uh, it's perfect. What's proposed, uh, many of the components that are proposed, uh, I would like to see. Now, the question is, how do we make them happen? Right, right. And I think that's, you know, that's a, that's a good starting point for the area because, you know, you already have the built-in hospitality industry here, so having somebody drive 10 minutes or 15 minutes to a facility that came in for a traveling mm-hmm. right. uh, tournament or whatever, that's nothing. And everybody wants to come to New Orleans anyway. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a crown jewel for a lot of sport sporting programs. Yeah, I mean, part of the Bayou Phoenix proposal is adding more home ownership and increasing home ownership out there. Uh, if you're not growing, you're stagnant. If you're stagnant, you're dying. Right. Uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was uh, Professor Blanchard, the LSU demographer, who wrote that uh, New Orleans East and the city in general uh, has actually lost p- uh, population since 2019. So we have to figure out a way to grow our co- our communities. Uh, uh, if you're not growing communities, man, first of all, you're losing them by neglect, or you lose, or you're losing them intentionally. Right. Whatever the reason is. We have to grow this city. Uh, The city has to get back to to over uh, 500,000 people. It has to be a a city not where 19 million people want to visit, but where thousands of people every year say uh, they want to stay. That's where I want to live because I have an opportunity for a good job. My daughter just broke my heart. Uh, 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 After Ida, you know, we were talking. She moved. She went to Atlanta. to evacuate with her friends there. And she's in beauty and makeup, and she works in the movie industry. She does her own, her own thing there. And uh, second week, uh, after reading about they couldn't pick up the trash, she was reading about some of the spikes in crime coming out of the second and third week, and she called me and told me she was going to stay. Hmm. Uh, cried on the phone. Uh, I, uh, That's tough, man. Uh, that Both of my grandchildren. Uh, so... And you know the 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 hardest part for me about people living in New Orleans, and since Katrina, I, you know, I've just been really thinking about this, is that you are so removed from the culture that's so unique. There's no other place in the world like New Orleans. None. I mean, you may have some Caribbean things that are similar, but None. for us, 
you know, you don't you don't get this anywhere else. And to be away from it to where you can't experience it and be nurtured by it is heartbreaking for me. And I we understand. Bro. Huh? We different. Oh, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For 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 real, for real. For real, for real. We huh? different. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, that's that's traumatizing. Yeah. For you to be somewhere and and you know, carnival's going on or you know, there's a second line you want to go to and you think about that and think about the good times and the fact that you cannot go because people in Atlanta don't understand what's going on in New Orleans this weekend. Well, there's a there's gentrification is a word that folk use. But also, uh, when you talk about migration uh, from the beginning of time to now, uh, swapping out population, mm. uh, one of the best places to access the resources, one of the best ways to access the resources and access the land and the access to community, uh, mimic the culture and swap out the people. Right. That's, oh man. Listen, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it's the funny thing you said that I was one night I was at the Ace and I probably, you know, I was probably, I had a couple of tequilas in me mm-hmm. and um, I was talking to the, I was asking them something about an event they were having at the Ace and who booked the talent and all that stuff. And they said, oh, our cultural liaison does. I said, oh, okay, cool. Let me meet them. Right. You right. They came out the back and it was like this little white chick from, uh, I want to say she was from Michigan. Yeah. I was like, how is she the Kentucky maybe? Yeah. How is she the cultural liaison? That means y'all are tone deaf to what goes on in New Orleans, but you understand the value of the culture. You understand that, but you don't value we, the culture. We are surviving, and, and the, the, there's no greater survivor than the New Orleanian, man. That's what we do, right? New Orleanian uh, cockroaches. We, you know, we uh, we dance at funerals so we don't cry, you know. Uh, we second line, man, just to know that there's some life in that moment. Right. You know, but we, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, uh, you mimic the culture. Uh, you create cultural ambassadors that make the way for the new crew, the new regime, of the, of the new, regime. the new world order. You know, you know, <laughs> hey man, look, hey, you know, people, uh, people move and they're, they're settlers. You send a scout team, <laughs> like it's like what they did in the West. <laughs> you send, yeah. they want to get rid of the Indians. You send a, you send a scout. You you know, hey, Costa had to die for everybody else to come. Listen, you do that, and you make it. You make it comfortable. You make we're comfortable with one person coming in. That person learns everything there is to learn, and go back and report like, hey, this is what just how you got to breach that situation. This is how you got to get over this situation. Now you have been you have been conquered from the inside due to your your uh, your desire to, to be welcoming to people that aren't like you. Uh, one of the greatest strengths of. Uh, of our people is uh, we're very forgiving. Uh, we're very resilient and we know how to survive. The question is, why do we have to be to live? Mm. Why can't we just be? Why do the re always have to accompany black folk reborn, rebuild, reconstruct? <laughs> always under construction. <laughs> re Zillia, recover. Why can't we just be covered? You know, that's and, and uh, here again, we, we kind of come full circle. The time is now. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm personally tired of hearing the woes and the troubles that we deal with as a culture and a community when we have all the resources right in front of us right now to Someday. change. Someday. <laughs> Today. 
<laughs> Today yes, is yesterday. the day. Not yesterday. We we <laughs> look. We did all in. It's, the time is now. We want. We want. We want what we deserve right now, here and now. The, the time. Look, this is uh, one of the most important times in history. This community. Uh, what happens this election? Uh, what happens in terms of public policy and uh, in business and economics and growth moving forward is going to determine who's going to be here for the next several decades. It's just that critical. Uh, there's a breakdown in systems uh, for whatever reason. But when systems break down, they're replaced by new systems and they're replaced by new methods. Uh, we see uh, a smaller and smaller percentage uh, of the world controlling most of its resources. By people design. are pushing back. And, and I'm proud of so many of our young people, uh, like yourself and others, who are understanding economics and business. But the question is, does the public policy uh, match uh, where you are in terms of your desire and your wants. And as an attorney, you know, I'm going to ask you about collusion. You know, you, you and I know about but That means folk colluding against self for. But words matter. We know we, we may help black people. We may help this community. Well, that's a little different if the legislation says you shall. Right. <laughs> that means you so, must. So, we made a best faith effort. So I tried, but since I couldn't, I went with this group. Here, this is this is what I could come up with. I, I went with this. They group. just ain't ready. I, we tried, but they ain't ready. Right. Section three. You know, DBE. I this, found disadvantaged one. business. I I I I, try, I found one, but they couldn't meet the specs. Uh, Listen, that's who, oh, man. Policymakers and legislators and, and, and those folk who make the laws uh, are more important now than they've ever been. And not only that, if you don't, there's no excuse not to educate yourself. We're in the, the era of social media, Internet access. Everything's right there at your fingertips. If we continue to be used to every, everybody else giving us, especially when we're not prepared to take what's already for us, then we will never be able to get to what we need for our children. And our children's children. And our children's children. Like time is now. Just wait, man. I'm going to give it to you. Just get, get in line. I don't want no handouts. What, what did Malcolm said? He said, anytime a black man or a woman see free, the first thing they ought to do is stop. <laughs> Right, turn around <laughs> and, and, and check for your wallet. Because <laughs> once you get stuck in free, yeah, or give, you become a dependent. Ot, we appreciate you coming on and Number talking with us, and educated, educating the pop, populace right. today. Look, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on. We got a big election coming yeah. up. We got to make sure that y'all get out there and y'all pay attention to what's going on right. with the sub the, um, the issues. And vote for your interests. All right. Down by law, another episode in the books. Lee, we appreciate you. OT, thank you again for being here. Absolutely. Down by law, we're out. Down, 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 down by law.